Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And I have something important to tell you. Black magic is being used against you. Yes, you personally and your country. And it's being used against me and my country. And you might say, well, Josh, you don't know where I am. How can that be? Let me tell you something. I'm going to explain. I'm going to tell you who these people are using this black magic against us, this war that's going on. And guess what? We, you and I, are going to fight it. Because that's what Jedis have to do sometimes. You have to come together and you have to fight. So we are going to kick the shit out of this destructive force that is trying to harm you and your family and your loved ones and your friends and our countries. And I know, I know that you and I are going to be successful. We are going to be successful. And that's because you listen to this podcast because you are a person who is interested in creating manifestations that are good, that are positive, that are helpful. And we do a good job at that, okay? Very good job. And so guess what? When you have a group of people who are doing something really positive, it attracts the attention of those who are opposite, the dark side, the Sith. It's almost like having a pole of a magnet. You can't have the North Pole without attracting particles from the South Pole, or vice versa, yin and yang. And so for now, we are going to win this war, and we are going to hope that we can continue pushing back these forces until they are gone. I'm going to tell you exactly what I believe is happening here, and I'm going to tell you exactly the technique that you and I are going to do in order to destroy it, okay, to kick its ass. So this podcast may have some information in it that comes across as kind of scary. I understand that. Therefore, let me start off with something positive, (laughs) and I'm going to end with something positive as well. I know, uh, speaking of you working all of us working as a group and radiating and transmitting positivity and prayers and doing wonderful things. I want to thank you all for sending your wonderful thoughts and prayers and positive healing energies to my father-in-law, Charlie. And I told you in my last podcast that we were in a predicament because on his way visiting us here in Las Vegas, going back to Texas. He had a heart attack and he died and they brought him back to life. And so he was stranded there in Colorado with his uh, daughter, Kelly. And uh, we, we had to do a lot of coordinating, but guess what? Everything has turned out great. Uh, Charlie is now back safe and sound at his home in Texas with Kelly And when he got there, his car was waiting for him. 
And there are a lot of people who had to coordinate a lot of things to work all that out long distance. And I won't go into too much detail, but I, there's one person that, that I want to thank in particular, and that is my old pal, my trusty friend, my partner in crime, Forrest Connor. Okay, you, if you've listened to Speaking of Strange or you've kept up with the work that I've done for, you know, 20 years or whatever, you probably know the name Forrest Connor. And let me tell you, what a guy. Uh, He has saved our asses on many different occasions by just when something goes wrong, he'll come in and he doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. And let me just tell you, he did a lot of driving and uh, did a lot of rearranging of things in his schedule. And uh, he, he was a key player in helping get all this sort of resolved in the smoothest way possible. So what I can tell you is that all of you thinking positively and offering your help, it, it, it worked. It's the best case scenario. Everything, there were so many things that could have gone wrong even after that, and they all went right. And so I believe it was Shakespeare who said, all's well that ends well. So that is a good ending. And so ah, that's been a distressor in a lot of ways. Because, as you know, I have many other things happening as well. In fact, soon I'm going to be out in the desert working on a project, and I will be completely out of contact. I won't have cell phone service or any kind of Wi-Fi. I'll be on my own. And so uh, don't freak out, you know, if there's a period of time coming up soon when nobody can get in touch with me. Some uh, key people know where I will be if there is an emergency. But... uh a lot of stuff has been going on. Yeah, I've been filming and uh, working on a lot of projects. You'll be hearing about that stuff in the near future. But let's get to the matter at hand. And this is especially fitting because here in the United States, where I am, this coming weekend is the Independence Day weekend. Okay, It celebrates the 4th of July, 1776, when the founders of this country signed the Declaration of Independence. And as soon as they did that, they all instantly became labeled as basically terrorists, okay? But if if the English were going to come here and execute every damn one of them, and they paid a hefty, hefty price. But they realized at that time they had to fight that they, you know, it was a time to fight. And these were a lot of very intelligent men and women of all backgrounds who who decided to come together and fight that revolution. And so it's important for us to consider that these are cycles that we go through. And right now, the enemy that you and I are facing, it's greater than a country. It's greater than an army. It's a different kind of war. It's a black magic war. And yet there is a specific head on this snake. But before we get into who is behind this, like where we start focusing what we're going to do, it's important for you to take a moment once in a while to rethink or perhaps just refresh yourself on what magic and manifestation really is, at least a model of it that makes it easy for you to work with. 
so I'm going to give you some information here that's going to help you um, get in touch with that because it's almost like you need to be and if you're about to go to war it's like you really need to know your weapons right and so if you're going to paint a picture you really need to know your your medium you really need to know what you're working with so imagine a model of magic as dealing with bubbles and these bubbles are what we can call thought forms okay a thought form or a thought bubble and that bubble contains a concept now what I mean by a concept is a concept is a representation of something so for example you are a concept that would be one concept that we could put into one thought bubble I think of you John Doe and you John Doe are a thought bubble that's a very simple one because I'm thinking of one particular person in a, in a very almost caricatured manner but now you hiking a trail is also a concept so that's a different separate thought bubble because it's but it's got some more variables in it but it's still a thought bubble now you hiking a trail with a dog is a different concept so that's a different thought bubble everything can be reduced and all sets of circumstances can be reduced into thought bubbles a building is a concept and so a building can become a thought bubble an empty building is a different concept so it's a different thought bubble an empty building that has a helicopter landing on it is a different thought bubble thought bubbles can be as simple or as complex as you want as long as you keep the concept intact and you place it in this imaginary bubble and once you have that bubble now you can start working with it okay you have something you can start working with you can take that bubble and you can pop it and destroy it or you can take that bubble if you like it and you can throw it soaring like a baseball out there into the universe and see how far it goes or you can take it and you can throw it at a particular person or a particular thing but it's important for you to realize that whether or not this is in fact how magical thinking and manifestation works this model works very well for you when you're trying to figure out how to get a handle on it so again magic is something you can reduce down to a concept that is as simple or as complex as you want that you imagine inside of a bubble that you can start dealing with now that is not as exotic however as most people think because that is what a magical practitioner would very intentionally do but in fact everyone every single person to some degree is magical because thinking itself is magical that's why consciousness is a mystery that when you think of 
well, you know what? I'm going to draw a picture. And you sit down, you draw that. Well, where did that come from? You know, you have these kids who are five years old and they sit down and play a concerto. Where did that come from? You know, you have somebody who goes out and builds an elaborate car or an elaborate structure or a statue and plans a city, you know, and this all comes from the mind. It's so... Everybody is sort of manifesting in a magical way all the time. But the difference is, if you want to be a powerful manifester, an accurate one, then you have to be able to master the ability to specifically think differently with these thought bubbles or thought forms. And then by doing that, you're concentrating that ability and you're sending them out into the world in a certain way in order to achieve what you want in this particular realm. And again, it does not have to be, um, let's say, well, magic is always, I want more money, I want more health, I want a better job, I want a great partner. Like, it doesn't have to be just that rote shit over and over and over all the time. It can be a much more organic and complex relationship between the inner world of your mind being harmonized with the outer reality that your material body is experiencing. So I want to help you understand that using this example I want to talk about a particular man who is a genius his name is Alan Moore Alan Moore is a writer and uh, an occultist a magician a manifester who lives in Northampton England he's 66 years old he is one of the greatest writers living right now, especially among the pop culture. He is the creator of graphic novels and comics like The Watchmen, uh, V for Vendetta, From Hell, Swamp Thing, Batman the Killing Joke. Uh, he's considered one of the best writers out there. I mean, these graphic novels are so complex. And I, I, I imagine you've heard of any of these movies like Watchmen, V for Vendetta, From Hell. But you probably have not actually picked up one of his graphic novels and looked through it. Um, and that's because... The movies and the novels are, are different in ways that he dislikes. For one thing, he doesn't even feel like it's appropriate to call a graphic novel a novel. He says, you know, it's really just a big comic. <laughs> and he doesn't do any of the visual art. He just sits down and writes this very intricate story with a lot of notes. And then he works with guys who sit down and, you know, pencil it and ink it and, and create the frames and all that. So that shows you, you know, that he's able to think up these just multi-layered, really great, interesting stories and then work with people who can help him create a representation of that. And 
he actually does not endorse any of the movies that have been made based upon his work because he says he's a very he's a very eccentric man but he's extremely extremely articulate and thoughtful and well he's just like a very um he's a very precise speaker and he looks at things from many different points of view and he has basically said a movie is a different thing altogether that if you write a movie to be a movie great but you can't take something that was created as a comic or a graphic novel or whatever and turn it into a movie because it just it, the the media don't match up okay so and so he claims he's never even seen any of his own movies but um he 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 has this very strong opinion and he has even asked for his name not to be put on some of these movies that are based upon his work okay league of extraordinary gentlemen that's another one that he did which was i thought was a really great movie like i love these movies but he doesn't even endorse the movies so you ask yourself well what is it about being a person who is that creative and that beloved you know the guy's a millionaire yet they say you know he he still lives in his hometown in a modest house some people have said when you walk into his house it almost is like going into an occult bookstore you know it's kind of it has that vibe you know the biggest room in the house is he's got a nice big bathtub or whatever he chills out in and um he he just you know he really has this uh, interest in connecting the world of storytelling and 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 you know fantasy what people call fantasy in many ways to to the real world in a way that uh makes them sort of seamlessly merge and he said that he became a magician at the age of 40 when he really got into uh, this deep understanding of what it is to manifest things that that basically as a writer or as an artist of any kind that he was doing magic anyway and that these expressions are magical expressions so instead of just taking my word for it uh, I want to play some clips for you of him in an interview and you can go to youtube and just type in alan moore a-l-a-n-m-o-o-r-e and you can find um you know all kinds of interesting uh, interviews and in some cases they're almost like monologues that he's done i posted one on my twitter feed i put a link to it the other day on my twitter feed which is at joshua p warren at joshua p warren and um when you go to the Twitter feed, you can um, you can watch that. I think it's like an 11 or 12 minute video where he's just sitting there in front of the camera, and he's explaining more about his view on magic and the world of the mind and consciousness and how it relates to the external world. My understanding is that this was taken from a documentary he did years ago for uh, Channel Four there in the UK so I just want to play a couple of clips his voice is a very 
uh, very soothing, distinctive voice anyway. It's, it's interesting just to listen to him talk. So here's the first clip that I want to play for you from uh, Alan Moore. Here we go. I started to come to the conclusion that fiction has an immaterial reality that is exactly equivalent to material reality. It is no less or more real, it is simply different. For example, we have a three-dimensional solid material chair, such as the one that I'm sitting in. This is real, in material terms. Then we have the idea of a chair. The idea of a chair is perhaps more important than any single individual chair, and yet the idea of a chair exists nowhere in the physical universe. It cannot be measured in a laboratory. It is completely outside the realm of science, as are all of our thoughts, all of our internal events. To some degree, the things that happen in our heads are the only things that we can ever know with any certainty. And yet, these are precisely the things that science is, by its very nature, completely incapable of dealing with. Science, I think, would very often rather disprove consciousness on some basic level, would rather demonstrate that consciousness and awareness were a byproduct of, say, our biology, because then they would not have to deal with the problem of what uh, Kerstler and others referred to as the ghost in the machine. Consciousness is a ghost, a spook, a phantom that somehow spoils the logic of this perfectly balanced clockwork universe, this worldview that we have created for ourselves. Now, to me, if you're going to try and come up with a new way of talking about consciousness, then that is precisely what you need to do. You have to come up with a new way of looking at the basic phenomena. It will not be scientific, it cannot be scientific. But for me, what it came down to was understanding the world inside our heads, the world of consciousness as a world, as a space, as a kind of space that had its own rules, had its own unique properties, and was just as demonstrably real as the three-dimensional physical space which we inhabit. Okay, so there he is obviously talking about the, the material reality and the reality of an idea. So, bearing that in mind, bearing that in mind, now I want you to listen to another little clip of him talking about his view on those realities. To me, the world inside our heads, I gave it the working label of idea space. I believe that it can be treated as a space. And that, yes, just as we each have our own private address in physical space, 
just as we have our own private house or flat or room, then so too do we have our own private area of consciousness. This is the area that we generally label as ourself. However, if you go outside your flat or house or room, then you'll find that the area beyond its walls is communal. I think this may also be true of the kind of conceptual space that I'm talking about. That if you wander out the back door of your mind and personality, wander down its back alleyways, you might find yourself in a deeper area of that mental space than the one that you are usually accustomed to. You might find that there are different rules which seem to apply in these deeper areas of consciousness. So, okay, you can see what he is getting at here, that you can go outside your head. You can go from this reality that's inside your head to the one that's outside your head. And even those terms inside and outside are somewhat arbitrary. But it is interesting how he talks about in the first clip, you know, the concept of a chair being more important than the physical chair itself. You know, that that physical chair would not even be there without the concept of the chair. That's the origin, right? That's the spark. And so I thought I would play that for you so that you could sort of um, use that from a master's, you know, because I guarantee you that he's a, ma he's a master magician. You just listen to a master manifester magician. Uh, who's had great material success, but he that he hasn't let that you know turn him into some kind. Of, he hates celebrity and all that. Um, he is saying, look, you can take things that you do in your mind, and they are perhaps even more powerful than what's happening out there in the communal world, and that if you sort of understand this then you can take what's in your mind and you can shift it and move it out into this communal sort of reality that everybody is sort of sharing. And that is what you and I are about to do. That's what we're going to do. I also want to say one more time, if you want to see that whole section of that interview that I just played from, more of a, it's like a, a monologue when he's sitting there just giving his thoughts. Go to at Joshua P. Warren. Uh, follow me on Twitter there, but you'll find that section. Okay. So here's the point behind setting you up thinking about all this stuff. You're about to use this, you're about to put it into practice, and you are about to do something magical. As I said, this is 4th of July weekend here in the USA. But no matter what country you're in, 
you've had some kind of independence day so let's let's look at this as an independence for all of us here sometimes you have to fight when you're a jedi as i said you and i are under attack and you know if i say my country's under attack and your country's under attack you say well how can that be um uh, let me explain that's because the attackers are not of a particular location they are of a particular kind they are of a particular thought form and i'm going to tell you who they are these people are waging a a war right now to frighten us they're trying to suppress us they're trying to isolate us so that we must watch more of their propaganda and brainwashing they're trying to divide us into groups by telling you that everyone is racist everyone is corrupt everyone is sick and everyone should be tearing down and burning this world burning all cultures burning all cities and why would they do that because they want to create and rule the new one but you and I are not going to allow that to happen and that's because you and I are going to be the ones to create the new world through constructive means and not destructive means and yes there there is destruction as things break down and new things are made but this is the way that evil people go about it all right allowing them to create this world in which they rule by fear by destruction by division you know people are generally nice to each other i mean most of the world works marvelously how often do you pass somebody on the street no matter what they look like and say something nasty to them or have them say something nasty to you and if you observe something like that that's offensive and you call it out or you do something about it you know if if most of the world were in a terrible state well society would not function most of the the world works well considering that we have terrible weapons because generally people are nice to each other so how can you and me and your country and my country all be under attack and it's because these people are not in one country they are in all countries they've spread out and they are called globalists now what does a virus do it spreads all over the place the globalists are part of a virus that is spread everywhere they want the entire world they want to control you and me now most of these 
hoodlums and idiots that are running around out there are just mindless pawns. They don't even realize they're part of the globalist agenda. The next layer up consists of the politicians who are often also just mindless pawns because they just have to go where the money tells them to go. They're like dogs, okay? They have to go out there and raise ridiculous sums of money every day and then they got a leash on them for the whole time they're in office. The mainstream media is where it begins to really become sinister because they intentionally feed you fear and destruction every single day. They sit down and they have meetings about it. They plan it and they do it every hour of every day. But the media needs money and the money doesn't come from one place. It comes from a variety of places all over the world. And those people are the globalist. There is no more real local news. And that's because these globalists at the top of the food chain, they realize that everything begins with the mind, with the media. That's called magic. Globalists understand this. And what they want, ultimately, is to turn us, to break us down into a homogenized, cashless society where you are tracked like a robot, where we become big machines for them. Now, there are people who have all kinds of quote-unquote conspiracy theories about this. But listen, a conspiracy theory, it just a conspiracy starts when one person says to another person, let's keep this between you and me. The world is built upon conspiracies. So you can see if you were uh, one of these sociopathic types who is often the type that climbs his or her way to the top of the financial ladder because they have no mercy and they're very greedy. When you get there, you say, well, shit, I got all this money. What's next? Now I want this whole world to look like my big castle. And even if you don't understand that, all you have to do is look back through history and you see this is what people do. So a homogenized system, which that you homogenize people by breaking down their specific cultures and cultures of, of every different cult, country, right? You break it down on a localized level. You create havoc. You antagonize. You agitate. You burn things. You frighten people. You do all this stuff. You divide them. You suppress them. You make them stay at home. So then they watch your propaganda, your brainwashing, okay, 24-7 on the media. These globalists, like I say, they understand this. And I don't think this is just a bunch of haphazard, very wealthy people out there who all just are sort of subconsciously doing this. No. There is a concerted effort. People who get to this level 
they understand magic and they understand black magic and they don't give a flying fuck about the difference between using black magic and white magic as long as they get their way because they don't even believe in a hell and if they do they say when I get there I'll party with Satan and so these are the Sith okay this is what <laughs> this is this is what all the good guys throughout history all the good women throughout history have been trying to tell us that you don't let down your guard just when you think you got it uh, you better push back because they're always trying to outsmart you they're like some little creature always trying to get into your house now I'm not gonna give any names here I'm not that dumb but I will tell you this there is a single force of magicians that work for the globalists and they are using black magic against the world to achieve this agenda and even though I can't tell you right now whether or not I know the actual name what I can tell you is that once you know a demon's name you can control it like Rumpelstiltskin right that's how you exercise and banish the demon they don't want to give their name they want to stay secret they want to stay in the shadows and sometimes the demon has one name like Legion remember that that story in the Bible Jesus says to the demon what is your name and the demon says my name is Legion for we are many Now I want you to think about that. It's got one name, Legion. For we are many. This many joins into a single thought form, a singular creature named Legion. You see? And even though these magicians that are working this black magic may be distributed all around the world, and I think they are probably concentrated more in some countries than others and I will not say which ones but if you understand enough about what's happening in politics you can probably figure out which countries are always trying their best to take over the damn world uh, even though these black magic figures are spread around the world they are working together and they are powerful and they are formidable and they are many and without giving their name let's just say we are going to create a thought form for them and let's just call them legion alright so how do we defeat this terrible thought form well we are gonna fight it with our own thought form and we are going to kick its fucking ass and nuke it. So here's what I want you to do. All right, I want you to think about this. I want you to take a piece of paper. 
just a blank piece. It doesn't have to be blank, but you know, any any piece of paper will do. But I like something like a blank piece of printer paper. Draw a circle on the paper. Doesn't necessarily matter how big or small the circle is, depending that depends on how you're going to use it. I'll get to that in a minute. Draw a circle on the paper. This is your bubble. This is your thought form bubble. And now you have a blank bubble there, and this is something that you're going to be able to start working with. As you draw it, imagine that it is a three-dimensional bubble that you could almost reach down and pick it up like a crystal ball. Once you have that circle drawn, well, we're going to give that circle, that concept, that thought bubble a name, and its name is Legion. And so inside that circle, at the top, in big letters, I want you to write the name Legion, L-E-G-I-O-N. And then inside that bubble, however you want to arrange it, in smaller letters, write the name of everything you hate that is trying to destroy us right now. And I'm talking about every group, every person, every idea that you believe is part of what is trying to destroy you and your life and your li your livelihood and your family and your and trying to ultimately enslave you. Okay? Every group every person every idea and now you've captured that bubble of evil and let me tell you old legion starts trembling as soon as enough of us do that now once you have legion captured there in a, in a bubble you can work with this in a number of ways let me start with those of you who have a wishing machine. And I'm, I'm going to tell you in a minute what to do if you don't have a wishing machine. If you have a prayer board or if you have other methods that you want to use, we, there are techniques for everything. So if you have a wishing machine, you'll want to make your circle of legion, you know, a little bit smaller so that uh, it's something that you might be able to fit on the input plate of your machine. Next, I want you to create a second image of, or I mean, you can create it like if you're, if you're good at drawing, or you can just get online and print out your second image of the most terrible, destructive thing that you can find. And I'm not going to tell you what it should be. That is up to you. But something that destroys things. Something that really destroys things. I'm talking about if you were trying to knock out cancer. All right. Something really bad that's coming for you. That is, in fact, already among you. It's like being the exterminator. And you're surrounded by mosquitoes. So find 
an image that represents the most destructive thing and put it on top of that image of legion, that image of your circle. Then you get your rate for your machine in the usual way. Once you're done with that, you take the picture of legion and move it to the output plate and leave the machine. Now, as usual, if you have an electrical machine, the last step should be to turn the machine on. You do everything else before the machine is turned on, and then the last thing, once you've tuned it and set it up, then you, you hit it with that electricity as your last sort of transmission, and you leave it there. And now, effectively, what you're doing is you are transmitting this destructive force to this terrible, demonic thought form called legion you are radiating it with power that comes from your conscious reality and goes into the spiritual realm and then will eventually break that thing apart and therefore break all of this shit apart that we're dealing with here all this violence and sickness and fear and corruption and destruction that we're being that we're being fed every day in this brainwashing system that we're in that's how you do it with the wishing machine if you have a prayer board You probably, it's not good to contaminate your prayer board with negative kind of like thoughts at all. So if you have a prayer board and you you feel like you don't want to get something bad around it, I understand that. So, however, if you do decide to, to do the same thing I just said, take these two images and put them on your prayer board, it's not going to hurt your prayer board. It's like putting Superman on top of kryptonite. Okay, your prayer board is kryptonite. You just don't want to look at it every single day. That's the problem with the prayer board. You know, that's something that you you, you spend a moment with every single day. And that might not be a good thing for you because with the wishing machine, you can set it up and you're not looking at it every day. And so whether or not you do this with your prayer board is up to you. Because some of you will be like, yeah, screw it, man. You know, let's let's throw this thing on the kryptonite. And I want to think about it being destroyed every day. But if you want to keep your, your prayer board as a safe mental space for you, a safe spiritual place, I understand why you would want to do that. But that is how you would do it if you wanted to use the prayer board. If, on the other hand, you practice some other form of magic with wands with using particular types of sigils, with using stones, with using potions, you can take whatever method that you are comfortable with in order to destroy, because we all know to create you have to destroy, to just put those images together 
and use your usual method to destroy. And if we all, the, the, the important thing here, the most important thing, is that we're all using the same representations of the thing we want to destroy. Now, your Legion bubble will probably have some differences between mine, but I bet you will, will have more overlaps of words and things within that bubble than not. And your method of destruction, that's totally up to you. As long as we're all using whatever makes us feel like we are going to break this thing apart and destroy it and neutralize it. Let's punch the hell out of this thing. Let's destroy it like the global cancer that it is. These are dark magicians. All right? These are the bad guys. And they think they can take us out. So hit them hard. Give it everything you've got before it's too late. Because if they keep running us down, it's a lot harder to get off the ground once you're on the ground than it is to keep your balance when you've been knocked back a few feet, right? When you're on the ground, somebody can put their palm on your chest and it's hard to get up. We can't let it get to that point. Destroy this like a cancer. Give it everything you've got. I will be with you. We're all going to do this together this weekend. Now, if you can't do it this weekend, fine. Do it as soon as you can. But I want you to try to do it this weekend. It's a great time to do it. Because I am here in the United States of America. This is my Independence Day. I was born on the Bicentennial. And so, let's try to do this together. Now, in an upcoming podcast, I'll give you another step. But that's it for now. The shark is biting you, and it's time to punch it as hard as you can in the nose before it eats you. That is how you fight black magic on this scale. Magically. Got it? It's one thing when you have a war when people are out there, you know, dropping bombs. This is a different kind of war. The enemy's all over the place. And they understand magic, just like you do. But we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them with our minds and our spirits. So, now that you have your orders, Jedis, there's nothing for you to fear but fear itself. We're all in this together. So that's something to feel good about. That's something to feel really good about. And I told you that I was going to end this podcast on a positive note. And this is something I think a lot of you will be 
excited about because I've gotten lots of emails about this. And if this is something that doesn't interest you, that's totally fine. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm always experimenting with things that bring me good luck and especially winnings when I go to the casinos here in Las Vegas. And I mentioned on a podcast quite a while ago that I have what I call the lucky chip that I carry with me. And it's so lucky that um, I have multiple pictures of me holding the lucky chip next to printouts of my winnings. And usually I'll go into a casino and I'll try not to gamble more than $20. It's like if I win on 20 bucks, fine. If not, I'll leave and say, well, that was a fun time. And I've been so lucky with this. Lauren actually uh, has one she keeps on her keychain now. And a lot of times I'll just stick mine in my pocket. And I've talked about this before. There's a, there's a legend of the lucky chip. And basically my point is, um, when I talked about it before, it was not available for people to purchase one of these lucky chips. Um, unless you wanted to buy like a bulk wholesale amount of them. They're made in North Carolina. They're made of wood. And uh, I decided, you know, I've had so many people who've said, how do I get one? I actually made arrangements for these lucky chips to be sold for a limited time to you on an individual basis just because I think it's a treat for you. I am not making any money off of these. But I wanted you to have the opportunity to go out and use it for yourself. Um, And so I will tell you, however, if you hit a big jackpot, uh, consider giving me a nice little donation to my research. That would be some good karma, okay? (laughs) But like I say, I'm not doing this to make any money. Uh, But I wanted you to have access to this. So I set this up through my company's processing and shipping system. So if you go there, you'll you'll actually, you know, you'll if you've bought stuff from me, you'll kind of know what the process is like. So it's a simple process and um, they cost $49.95. I do not know how long they're going to be available. But if you want to go there and see pictures of the winnings, and see like video and pictures of the lucky chip and learn more about this um i know that there is a small amount of them available right now i again i have no idea how long that's going to last go to this website myluckychip.com myluckychip.com write that down m y l u c k y c h i p myluckychip.com actually includes shipping and handling anywhere in the world. So uh, I think when you see some of the luck I've had with this thing, you'll have no problem with, you know, if you've got an extra $49.95 around, you'll be like, okay, let's give it a shot, right? (laughs) So anyway, yeah, this is something cool, and it shows you that... We can create good fortune 
We can overcome obstacles. We can use magic and manifestation and positive thinking to make things happen. So anyway, let me know what happens if you get one of those. Um, MyLuckyChip.com Well, as I said, I got to wrap this up. Um, But it's Independence Day weekend here in the USA. And may God bless you in your country, wherever that may be. And truly, we need it more than ever. May God bless the USA. In God we trust. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it is your duty to forward it to every single person that you actually give a darn about all right you could just say screw it and forward it to everybody post it everywhere post it tweet it share it send it to everybody out there the more we get the word out the better and if people want to learn more about what we're talking about go to my website joshuapwarren.com there is no period after the p go to joshuapwarren.com Be sure to sign up for the free e-newsletter there at the site. When you do that, you will instantly receive what I call a digital good luck charm. Takes you about two seconds. While you're at the site, feel free to also visit my curiosity shop. You'll find all kinds of interesting tools that will help you in your manifestation journey. And while you're there, Click the link to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short, always free, commercial-free, uncensored, independent. You can subscribe through all kinds of different platforms, you know, whether it's Apple or Stitcher. I know we're on iHeart and that's all... Or just follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I usually tweet when a new one is available. So... That is it for today. I'm counting on you. I love you. Come on, man. Let's do this together. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.